Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. Guys, before we get started today, please don't forget to pay that fee. Go ahead and send this show or one of the past episodes that you really like. Send that to a friend who you have not talked to about the show. Share the love, spread the message. We are trying to accomplish something here. We're trying to we're trying to make this life a lot better. We're trying to be a good advocate for gun laws and and protect our gun rights. So help me out. Help me spread that message. Tell your friends. Bring it up in casual conversation. If you have a buddy who you think they like guns, they like shooting, maybe they want to get into it, maybe they want to learn about it, go ahead and just share the show. Help me grow. The better the show grows, the more I can do for you guys, the more information we can put out there, and the better the show will get. Um, this week has been a pretty bad week. Um, I was going to do an episode on the border situation and government-sanctioned human trafficking, but there has been a school shooting, and I kind of want to address that. This is going to be a short little episode. I, I kind of want to I want to discuss what happened and what's unfolding since this has happened. So two weeks ago, I put out an episode where I talked about a shooting in Buffalo and I warned how our rights were going to be under attack because of the situation. Um, This started the conversation and it kind of got things rolling just as I predicted. And a week later, there was a school shooting in Texas and this is really really fired up the gun control topic. Um, A kid, 18 years old, went into a school in Texas, killed 19 children and two teachers. He was 18 years old. Before he went, he shot his grandmother in the face, took these weapons to the school, shot up the school. Now, since this has happened, there's been a lot of weird updates. The uh, timeline doesn't seem to be adding up correctly. Um, When Columbine happened, um, hostage negotiation, you know, we, we hadn't really seen school shootings like this. So the police were trained to kind of hang back, negotiate, see what they could do. Now that Columbine's happened and other school shootings like that, the protocol is to rush in, get in, hot and heavy, take out the target as fast as possible. Don't wait. And it looks like for anywhere, it's hard to say, anywhere from 45 minutes to 80 minutes, whatever the story is, it seems like police kind of held back. Um, They weren't able to get entry into the schools. What they say, they didn't have a key because schools are locked during the day. Um, But there's video footage of the shooter hanging out outside for about 12 minutes and then just walks right in. The door was not locked. Now he didn't lock the door behind him to keep the cops out. Okay. If you ever pay attention when you go to a commercial property and you look at like a, a commercial door, they have that big bar that you push to escape. If there's a fire or something like that, no matter what if the door's locked, it'll open from the inside. Now, because of this type of hardware, it takes a key 
on either side to lock or unlock the door. You cannot lock it from one side without a key. You can't unlock it. You can't do it. So if he was able to walk in because the door was unlocked, when he's on the other side, he would have had to have had a key to relock it. It's possible that maybe somebody opened the door for him or uh, the door wasn't closed all the way. I'm not sure. We're waiting for that information to come out, but it's kind of looking a little fishy. Now, I'm not saying there's foul play, but people make mistakes and people definitely made mistakes here. What could have happened in that 45 minutes time, I'm just going to say, is if they were able to neutralize the threat, if they were able to take him out sooner, how many kids would be alive today? How many kids would medical be able to save because they were able to get into that classroom and start performing life-saving measures on those kids? Okay? These people dropped the ball. Now, I'm not putting all the blame on them. Obviously, the shooter, this is all, he's all to blame, right? He's the bad guy. But we need to be more prepared. Now, because of this shooting, as always, we see our government going hard after gun control. That is what they want. They want to take all the guns away. No matter what, if you took every single gun store down and no legally abiding citizen was able to buy a firearm tomorrow. You got rid of every single gun on a shelf. Every single criminal who wanted a gun, who wanted to do something bad, would be able to get one. And the law-abiding citizens, the good people who would not be committing any crimes, would be the ones that could not get a gun to protect themselves. So they would be a bigger and softer target than they already are. It's no surprise, it's no it's no coincidence that all these mass shootings happen at places where guns are not allowed. They happen at schools, they happen at concerts, they they're always happening at a place where there's no guns. Something happened, you know, back in the 70s and 80s with mentally deranged people that wanted to be serial killers. They would start killing people and they would, you know, some of these guys went on years of never getting caught. And at the end of it, they kill, you know, 30 people, 20 people. It's horrible. Well, in our modern day with modern surveillance and cameras and technology, it is almost impossible for somebody to get away with that and not get caught. So the mindset has been shifted for these sick individuals to get the same amount of or cause the same amount of damage as they would, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Now they just go and they do it all at once. Well, by doing that, they have to pick the softest target that they can to cause the most damage in the easiest way possible. They're not going to go storm into a police department and try and shoot it up. You know why? Because every police officer in that building has a gun. If a shooter goes into a police station and tries to shoot it up, it's going to end very fast. He may get a few people. Yeah. You know, you catch anybody off guard. You get in a 
in a shootout with anybody, you got a shooter's chance of taking somebody out. So why do we have these schools with the softest targets, these pure, innocent children, no way to defend themselves, no way to physically defend themselves, to run, nothing. We take them, we lock them all in a building, and we don't put any security around them. Our solution is to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. Our solution is to train our kids to run and hide. Our solution is to, oh, just try and lock the door. Our solution is to give kids every once in a while bulletproof backpacks that don't really work, that aren't rated for the right caliber. And how often is a kid going to have his backpack on when he walks in and when he walks out? He's not going to be wearing it throughout the day. And how are you going to train your kid when there is an active shooter to grab his backpack and put it on? Is it a measure? Yeah. Is it the right one? I don't think so. We have so many trained professionals who would love nothing more than to work at a school and protect kids. If you put three armed security guys on that campus that actually know what they're doing. They actually know what they're doing. They're not just some janitor who they gave a gun one day and said, now you're a security guard. No, no, no. These guys come from military background, um, law enforcement background. These guys actually know what they're doing. This would stop a lot. And people say, well, Cody, we don't have the money for it. Our schools are already so poor or we don't have the correct funding for books. We don't have the correct funding for school supplies. How much money have we sent just to Ukraine? A lot. I watched a guy break down the numbers. He took all the money that just we have sent to Ukraine. Okay. That would pay for four armed security guys. Well paid. Have you? at every single school in America for a year plus some. We have the money. It's not a money issue. It's we don't want to because the government wants to control us. They don't want to fix the problem. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about our families. All they care about is a vote and filling their pockets. They don't actually care about our kids because if they did, they would be doing more measurable things rather than fighting for gun control They would actually be protecting our kids. We don't have a gun problem in this country. We have a mental health issue. We need to start educating kids in school, the dangers of guns, how they work and take away that mystique of them. And we need to invest in our community and invest ourselves in these kids that we know they have a problem. Almost all of these school shooters or mass shooters, they're well-known well known that they have these issues long before they ever actually commit the crime and nothing ever happens. It's time for us to start investing in people. It's time for us to start creating jobs where people can protect our schools. And it's time for us to start thinking about this as an actual problem instead of a political power movement. That's not what it is. 
my thoughts and prayers go out to all the family members and friends and that entire community that is affected by what happened. I can't imagine being a parent and losing a child in this way, or even just being in that community. I mean, the, the lives that this thing has touched, the net that it is spread is unfathomable. I cannot stress enough how sorry I am to them. And I wish, I wish that this country could get it together and we could start protecting these kids. So this never happens again. Something else that I've been seeing is people are going after the gun companies. Now, how silly is it that this horrible, evil person goes and creates and does this horrible act and we go after the gun company because it's their fault? If somebody gets drunk and they drunk drive and they kill somebody, do you ever go after Miller Lite because that's what he was drinking? Do you go after... Tequila brand X? No. If somebody crashes their car on purpose to kill somebody, do you go after Ford or Chevy or Dot? No. Because we realize in every single instance of the world that it is the user, not the tool. Except for some reason, we forget that fact when it comes down to guns, and it's only the tool's fault. It's never the user. Tell me how that makes sense. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Like I said, we'll be doing that Border Patrol episode next week. Don't forget to go on to iTunes, rate the show a five-star. Go on to Spotify, rate it a five-star. Please share this with a friend. You guys have been incredibly helpful in growing the show. I could not thank you enough. Let's keep this movement going. Until next time, later, guys. Later, guys.